Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 1313 Podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. I'm Jacob. And I'm Tommy. And today we are joined by none other than Star Wars Academy. Woo! How's it going, guys? If you don't know, this is part of our Have a Chat series. Our Have a Chat series is where we invite other creators and members of the Star Wars community onto the show to talk about their Star Wars story. And then from there, we have a chat. Whoa. So uh, (laughs) today we have the Star Wars Academy. So please tell us a little bit about your content. All right. So the Star Wars Academy, it's just basically me unboxing Star Wars things, uh, giving my own predictions, theories. Um, there's some blogs that will be coming in the future. There, these videos are mostly videos that I've kind of ported over from my old channel, but now I'm adding some new content as well. And uh, yeah, I just basically talk about everything that I spend my money on related to Star Wars. That's so awesome. if you can see behind me, I mean, I'm packing up shop right now because we are moving, but yeah, okay. I'm pretty much, uh, I mean, like your background, I mean, mine used to look like that, but uh, yeah, my channel is basically about everything about Star Wars in general, mostly the products too. I'm just so talking that. about them. So fun fact, I actually stumbled across your YouTube channel right when you made it. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think you had posted on Twitter or something um about like oh hey like i'm making a star wars youtube channel and i think your first video was it the that boba fett helmet behind you that's one of them yeah it's that's one of the first <laughs> that's ones. actually one of the first videos yeah yeah so i remember i i don't know how i stumbled across it i was just you know scrolling through twitter one day and i found your channel and ever since that day i've just been following your content awesome man i appreciate but, it yeah so what made you decide that you wanted to sit down and make this channel you know, I, I had an old channel and it's kind of become just obsolete. And my Star Wars videos, like that's that's where I was doing everything. And I was getting some pretty nice feedback from a lot of people. And then um, I had a Luke Skywalker reaction for The Mandalorian Season 2. And that just made like the channel blow up for I don't know, a couple of weeks. Like subscribers were just coming in. But I'm a little OCD. So my that channel was dedicated to just like my film work and like my short films and things like that. So... I was like, you know, I need an actual channel dedicated to Star Wars. So that's why I made the Star Wars Academy, because I just thought, you know, if, if I'm not talking about Star Wars for a few weeks on that channel, well, the people who came to that channel to talk about Star Wars or, you know, see my point of view on Star Wars, they're not going to see any content because I'm just releasing short films. So I wanted to make my own hub and channel where it would just be Star Wars. So that's where the Star Wars Academy came from. Sweet. So you said you do film. I do. Yes. Tell us a little well, bit about that. Yeah, yeah, I studied for uh, studied for three or four years. Uh, that was what I did in college. Not doing it professionally now, but um, I, I'm more of a free freelance filmmaker. I call myself a filmmaker. I'm just a guy with a camera, and I try and make videos. But uh, yeah, I've done a few short films. Um, taking a little bit of a break now to focus on other content. And uh, yeah, I mean that's that's what I do as just a hobby. Just make videos, short films, and. Uh, just talk to different people about their, uh, you know, their favorite movies. I love talking about movies. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. So what would be, do you have something to say? No, you can go. So what would be, and I'm just going to ask this right out the gate. If you could yeah. give me your top three movies of all time. Top what would three? It be? Oh, we got this. That's right a tough here. question. So we got Scarface. Okay. Okay. Then we've got The Empire Strikes Back. And okay. honestly, this is where it always gets hard because I feel like I switch it out a lot, but I'd, I'd have mm-hmm. to say The Godfather. It's a very good yeah. one. It's, it's, mad, usually a it's, it's, it's usually a tie. It's usually 
You've never seen The Godfather? I oh my haven't goodness. Seen it. It's on my watch list. I haven't watched I watched Goodfellas recently, which I know is like Amazing. That's... similar but not similar, but yeah. I love that movie. Oh, I was about to say that's the one I usually switch it out with. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, I'm a big mob movie guy. So mm-hmm. they're fun. Yeah, yeah. They're a lot of fun. What about you guys? Like top three. So as of right now, I think my top three movies would be Hacksaw Ridge. Um yeah. and then Disney Pixar's up. And La La Land are my top three movies. Never seen any of those. You've what? never seen Up? No, never seen. Oh, I've seen God. I've seen the intro, and I turned it off because I was like, I, I can't do this right now. This is just I'm I'm not <laughs> emotionally prepared for this movie, so mm-hmm. I turned that off. Hacksaw Ridge. Wait, is that with uh, Andrew Garfield? Yep. It is. Okay, no, I have seen that one. Then I was thinking something else. Um, and then what was the last one? Sorry, La La Land with Ryan La La Gosling Land. and Emma Stone. I'll never watch that one. No. Mm. Uh, my top three is currently sitting at probably uh, Revenge of the Sith, The Batman, and American Psycho. Nice, nice. The Batman was uh, that was a good movie, man. Mm. I that was like one of the first movies in a long time where I like the it ended, the credits started rolling, and I just looked at my brother and my dad and went, "That was amazing." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't had that feeling in a while, man. I haven't been to the movies, just, you know, COVID and everything. But uh, last time I experienced something like that. You know what? Actually, Infinity War. Infinity War is probably my last one where I just turned yeah. to my buddies and I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that movie is great. Yeah, that's the best feeling, man. I hopefully, I hopefully, I mean, in the future, we'll get some uh, Star Wars premieres back in theaters because uh, mm-hmm. there's nothing like that, right? Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, well, there's that Rogue Squadron. And that's coming out at some point, and then the yeah. Taika Waititi some point. Uh, Star Wars film as well. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I mean, I'm hoping that we really branch off from like, like. Here's the thing: I love the Skywalkers. I'll always love them, but we can see something new, and and it's still really like, you know, feels like Star Wars. I'm mm-hmm. not opposed to that at all. I just think that everyone has this mindset of, oh, we got to move away from the Skywalkers, but it's like, yeah, but do we have to? I mean. Like that's that that for me is just I mean that for everyone is Star Wars, but I'm, I'm you know obviously there's other things out there like the Mandalorian and a lot of other characters that aren't Skywalker related directly. So mm-hmm. yeah, hmm, very fun. So you do say that most of your content on YouTube for this channel is uh like the products. I was wondering what products do you find yourself gravitating towards the most? What do you like to collect the most? Like what's your favorite? Lately, it's been the Black Series. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I had a lot of Star Wars merch. Like, uh, I, I've lost it all over time. And, uh, you know, it's broke. Like, things broke. Uh, things were given away in yard sales. Just as I've gotten older, I've really started to appreciate those things more. So whatever I can find around the house, I'll, I'll basically hold on to. And uh, right now, it's the Black Series. I think their, their quality is just, like, it's what I wish I had when I was a kid. Like this Boba Fett helmet, we didn't have those when I was a kid. Like we didn't have anything re- remotely. We had a face mask, but it was nothing like a full helmet, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, Black Series right now has really taken taken my interest. And I'm actually, right now, I'm collecting a lot more of like the older Star Wars novels. So like I'm going back and finding like the classic ones like Phantom Menace and uh, just picked up the uh, Dark Empire trilogy, the, the original hardcover book. So that's uh that's that's basically what i'm doing right now so black series and then novels and graphic novels nice yeah do you have a favorite star wars novel you know what 
Hmm. There's so many to choose from. I, I did just finish rereading The Heir to the Empire, like the whole trilogy. I would probably say The Last Command. Like that's, I, I was listening to the audiobook the other day as well. And I was just like, man, if there was ever a trilogy that needed to be made, it's this. Mm -hmm. So I'd say that book was probably like one of the best, one of my top favorites. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're both, you guys? We're both major Thrawn fans here. Big, big Thrawn fans. I have, I have this chilling over here. This is my magnum opus. This is the uh, oops, sorry, table. This is the uh, the collector's edition of oh, wow. the final Thrawn Lesser Evil book of the Canon Thrawn novels. Um, and on the inside, uh, it is signed by the man, the myth, the legend. If I can get to it, Timothy Zahn himself. Wow, that is awesome, man. So that is like this is like my pride <laughs> and joy. Uh, the Thrawn books are like. They've become my favorite books of all time, period, yeah. um, next to the Bible. Uh, I just think they're super, <laughs> super good. <laughs> um, I love them. I, I just love them. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thrawn, definitely, all the way. It's crazy to me because I, I was listening, like, when I, when I was going through the audiobook the other day, um, it came to the part where they're basically when Luke is fighting his clone and, you know, that whole, you know, the ending of the book is happening the way it happened. And then it comes to the part where Thrawn just dies. And I was like, that was so easy, but I don't hate that. Like, it was just like, he just, like, like, it wasn't anything dramatic. It wasn't anything like, like, you know, the emperor getting thrown over the Death Star railing, anything. It was just so subtle and it just had so much purpose behind it. And I was like, wow, this is just, it was, it, it's so well-crafted, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I just love the way those books really follow. They, they, they felt like a direct continuation of the original trilogy. And that's what I love most about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you like Legends Thrawn or Canon Thrawn more? You know what? To be honest, I don't know too much about Canon Thrawn. That's mm. that's the sad part. I, I I grew up with so much of the Legends, uh, just material, and when Star Wars shifted into this new canon, I I you know I was just so focused on just like school at the time, things like that. I never really dived into it the way I did in high school with the expanded universe. So. Surprisingly, I haven't finished Rebels, so there's there's a lot I still have to watch there. I haven't finished, I think it's two seasons of The Clone Wars. I'm just, I'm trying to pick up the pieces like here and there, but it's like, there's some episodes that just drag, and it, after a long day at work, I'm just like, I can't do this right now. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, Thrawn from the Expanded Universe is just, that that's all I really know, so I'd have to go mm -hmm. with that. That's fair. I'd highly, highly recommend checking out the uh, the Canon Thrawn books, um, especially book two, uh, Alliances, is probably like out of the like whole like trilogy. Yeah, my favorite one because it's like it's Thrawn and Darth Vader going on a mission, but it parallels the mission that Thrawn and Anakin went on in the Clone Wars, and the whole story just kind of weaves back and forth between the two timelines. Okay. It's so it's so cool and it's so well done. So I, I absolutely awesome. love that book. That's part of a new trilogy, right? Mm -hmm. a new trilogy of books. Okay, yeah, yeah, I need to check that out then. Yeah, it's so cool. It's really something special. But just, Star Wars is so like it's it's all over the place now. I'm just trying to pick up all the pieces I can. Yeah, and you know we get so focused on these new series and these new things that come out and really grab our attention. So it's like backtracking. Where do you even start at this point? Mm -hmm. so. Well, I do think though that there's a lot of retconning that's going on specifically with the comic series yeah um with versus like the cinematic stuff 
So I think that they're trying to use the comics and the books more of like a supplement for fans that want to get deeper looks at certain characters and things like that, while also giving the stories that the, the directors and the creative team want to give, regardless of whether the story has already been told yeah. um, in a paper format. <laughs> you know, um, funny you mentioned it, though, about Thrawn. Um, I, I, I cut into this debate the other day. And there's just so many different art styles for Thrawn himself that I've seen. And I'm just, I'm, I'm stuck in between. Do we go with, uh, what's his name? Lars, the voice, Lars Mickelson. Mark uh, Thompson. Mark Thompson. No, no, the, the voice actor in. Um, oh, uh, uh, um, Lars Nicholson. Is that his name? I'm pretty sure that's his name. Yeah. Mickelson. Something Mickelson. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, Lars. I, I don't, I don't know. I know his brother, but um I, I just look at all these different interpretations of this character and it's like, man, I'm so conflicted with what, what, like when they bring it to live action, like what's going to happen, man, is this going to be more discourse or is it going to be like something we all take to right now? I'm just, I don't know. I think they need to be very careful though with these next steps when it comes to what they do with Thrawn mm -hmm. because uh, he's beloved, right? Yeah. There's no way Thrawn can look like how he does on the cover of these ascendancy books because He's a hot 20 year old. <laughs> He's hot. <laughs> like my chemical romance Thrawn. <laughs> well, this, this is, um, so like the original Thrawn book starts off with him being exiled from the Chiss ascendancy into the empire. And that's how he kind of gets that started. So this book ends with him getting exiled. So that's what you see on the cover here. Okay. So obviously his hair isn't done up all pretty like it should be. He just got stripped of every rank that he had. And they're like, get out, get yeah. out. <laughs> So, no, I didn't ask you guys what, 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 like, what do you like collecting, like, right now? Well, well, besides everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the, I'm kind of the odd duck out. My main focus is Lego. Um, okay. Well, we do have like a large expansion of Black Series. This collection is split between uh, my father, me, and my brother. We all kind of like add to this, but I personally, I am like a huge fan of Lego. So it's behind the camera over here and it's behind our monitor now. So you can't really see it even if I wanted to show it. I have like a, a couple shelves of uh, Lego. I have some in my room. I have like the UCS gunship and things like that. That's okay. like, that's my, my thing is, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, is Lego. Tommy used to be pop figures until he realized that Funkos I've, aren't that cool. I've <laughs> gone through lots of phases in my collecting. When I was in like 10th grade, I collected all the Lego sets that were coming out when Rogue One was new. Um, and then I phased out of Lego and got into the Funko Pops when I got into college and then phased out of that during the pandemic. And then um, now it's like, I said, yeah, mainly the black series. I dabble a little bit with the three and three quarter inch action figures. Mm -hmm. I do like mission fleet. The mission fleet uh, toys are super, super cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then every now and again, I'll get like a force FX lightsaber mm -hmm. or like a, a black series helmet. But then Tommy bought, one hot toy and now he's like about all of them yeah yeah my guilty pleasure is <laughs> yeah. is getting hot toys yeah i'm on i'm on a payment plan for one and i'm waiting for a couple others to release because i'm about to be on a payment plan for like two more so so the thing is i have uh so i bought a place um and unfortunately i can't house all these things anymore so i had to get rid of my force effects lightsabers and uh yeah it's that like this this is my baby right here this is coming with me like i can't not bring this my uh slave one but there's so many things that i've i've had to get rid of unfortunately who's doing like, this to you 
uh, <laughs> I won't say my girlfriend, but you know, we, we, no, no, I'm kidding. It's not her at all. It's not her at all. I have to, it, I just, I physically can't fit these things. And if I could leave it in storage, I mean, I'd be so tempted to just live in that storage unit. You need to tell her either the collection stays <laughs> or, you, or she's, or she's gone. Or like, you're gone. You know, collection girlfriend, collection <laughs> girlfriend. But human uh, beings are temporary. Plastic is forever. <laughs> forever. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm right there with you, though, with the Lego and stuff. I have a closet full of Lego right now that's unopened. Like, that, that's another thing I do on my channel. I, I like to build the, the newer sets, but I just had no time to build them. But um, mm -hmm. the thing I just love about all of this collecting is it just it brings you peace of mind, man. After, like, a long day, you just feel like a kid again. And people don't understand unless they do it, but there's nothing like that. Just, like, revisiting, just, you know, while watching Kenobi 2, I'm just feeling like that kid again in the movie theater watching revenge of the sith and there's nothing like it like i have um let me see if i have it in my drawer here still oh yeah i do this is my file folder from 2005 i have that folder do you i have oh, that folder awesome, oh my god yeah so this actually houses a lot of my star wars things from back in the day and like i used to collect even the uh like the m&m wrappers <laughs> from uh, back crazy. in the day because they had like character quotes in them but like I've got newspaper clippings of Revenge of the Sith and everything in here. And um, yeah, I was just going through this and it's just like a trip down memory lane. Because you don't realize how fast time just goes, right? But this stuff, this stuff's forever. So yeah, I mean, just you pulling out that folder. I used to put all my little Star Wars doodles in my <laughs> folder. That is crazy. I have it. It's in my closet. I know exactly where it is. Yeah, I have. I'm not going to be able to grab it down. But it's probably like the oddest thing that I collected from my childhood. Um tops did like a thing where they did like it was a, a star wars mural on the back of cereal boxes and oh, it was okay. like it was like cheerios lucky charms and like one other thing is behind the i see it yeah, yeah. Uh, i could probably grab that down let's see hopefully things don't fall we shall see but um i know they're like it's like <coughs> oh no stuff's gonna fall and it's gonna be terrible you ain't gonna be able to see it but it was like right when they came out with like the deluxe blu-ray of um the skywalker saga like when it was just like one through six when that yeah. first came out if if you know like the cover it's like little annie walking and in the shadow it's darth vader it was like yeah, that yeah. box set when that came out that's when they did it and Dude. i think there was like a sweepstakes for you to like win it and i didn't win it remember when blu-ray was like the, the new the, thing the newest hottest like yeah. most high definition that you could possibly get mm -hmm. and then the xbox one was just a glorified blu-ray player <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember those man i have a i have the craziest uh dvd and blu-ray collection and you know it's funny everyone laughs at me for that until the wi-fi goes out and you can't watch anything mm -hmm. and then they rely on me i'm like literally the gatekeeper because i have all these movies that you know you need me now <laughs> i'm useful mm -hmm. finally <laughs> Yeah. I've been thinking about starting to collect um because I know like like steel books have like really caught my eye. Like okay. um the one in particular that I saw that I was like, I I really want it is the um uh the American Psycho Steel book because it has like the sleeve over it of um because there's like that scene where he like pulls the face mask off and one take the sleeve is the face yeah. mask and then you take the sleeve off and it's just his face but it has like blood on it. So it looks super sick and it's like so clean. So that's like one I've been yeah. having my eye on for quite quite some time now, but I can never like get myself to pull the trigger because I'm like, I have it on HBO Max. I don't need it. <laughs> and then the power goes out. And then you're like, Yeah, no, I wish you had it. There's a lot of um there's a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays. Like I just literally bought them just because of how cool the cases were. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, the coolest one I got was the Avengers briefcase for phase one. Yeah. It has the, uh, uh, what's it called again? The cube. The, the Tesseract. Tesseract. The Tesseract. Man, I'm bad at this stuff right now. Yeah, but it has a Tesseract in the middle of it, and you just you open it, and it has like all of phase one just in there. It's the full That's briefcase all. from, uh, I think it's from Avengers. But uh, yeah, I, I, I miss those days where they put a lot of effort into collector's mm-hmm. editions. I'm trying to get my hands on the Skywalker saga, but it's like impossible to find mm-hmm. all nine films. Like I need that. Mm-hmm. I just saw at Walmart there was a um a like collection box set for the Batman, and it's like this giant rectangular box, and it's like the the bat emblem. It's just like his chest with like an embossed batarang, and it just has like the movie inside and like a, like a little booklet of something. But the box looks super cool. And I was like, I was like, maybe I'll purchase this, and then it was like thirty five dollars. I'm like, I do not have the funds for this right now. The uh, the hardest DVD for me to find, this is off topic from Star Wars, but Harry Potter, um, there was a place called Future Shop years ago. They shut down now, but they released these character steel cases and they gave away a free tin to house all the movies in. So I was getting all of them and then it came to the last two films. Last two films had Harry on one case, Voldemort on the other case. I must have tracked this down for almost six years until I finally found them. Wow. And yeah, I paid an arm and a leg for these things, man. But the set's complete, and I look at it now in my display case, and I was like, you're worth every penny. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best part about it, though, right? The satisfaction, you know, yeah, being yeah. able to look at it and be like, yeah, I did that. I did I did that. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you made a video about episodes one and two. Yeah. And we haven't seen your thoughts about the rest of the show. I just feel I mean, like, I mean, I need to watch all of it. And that's what I figured as as I was watching this. Right. I was like, okay, after episode one, I was like, I, I love it. This is this is exactly what I expected. Episode two, I same thing. I was like, okay, the way this is flowing, though, feels like a movie. So I was talking about it, but I was like, you know what? I got to see the whole series in one sitting because this feels like a movie. And like even even the way they start and end the episodes, like they, they they flow perfectly right into each other. It's not like you know days have passed or months have passed. It's like no no seconds have passed. So I want to really watch the whole thing before I make a full video about it. But I love it. I, I absolutely love the series. What do you guys think? Uh, garbage, absolute garbage. <laughs> we had some we had some uh, discourse in our Discord today. Uh, shout out to our Discord. Make sure that you join the links in the link tree on the channel. Um, okay. We had this one guy uh, who wrote an entire essays. Okay, about- he wrote. Do you have Discord? I I think I have an account that I just stopped using. Yeah. So, like, you know how on social media platforms, there's literally a character limit. Yeah. So he sent a, a message in the Discord that was like literally this long, and then he goes, he begins a second message with, "I reached the character limit, so now I will talk about the directing," and just proceeded to just go again and just trash the direct. I was like. I literally sat there and I was like, dude, come on. What, just ripping the series? Just it nitpicking. Was nitpicking. Oh, so um, if he's watching this, come on, dude. Come on, man. And then, and then another guy, um, Dylan from out of the uh, Under the Helmet podcast, he started rebuttaling everything. And then they were like, we'll just have to agree to disagree. And then they're like, yes. Isn't this nice that we're having a civil conversation about this? And I was like, thank goodness. I'm not getting blown up by people angrily being like, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I, I think I just jumped in the conversation. And I said to the guy, I think we watched like a different show. Like, I think that we did not watch the same show because I absolutely love it. was so good. Obi Wan yeah. Kenobi. I cried when I, when I, I think, I think a lot of us cried because it's just like not only for the nostalgia, but I mean, like, they, they hit so many good points that just made you feel something. And it's like, I, I have my own nitpicks, but it's, it's more or less because. Like I told you, I, I kind of studied this stuff. So it's like little things that bother me, like more on a cinematic level. Nothing to do with the feeling I have towards these characters. So, you know, I I got exactly what I expected. They said it was going to be a broken down Kenobi. We got that. They said it was going to be a rough Anakin, sorry, a rough Vader who's in his prime, but still, you know, like emotionally unhinged. We got that. So I get like little things about, yeah, he saved Leia maybe twice, but what i'm not gonna pick at that stuff overall i thought it was great man i mean when you watch it as a whole it feels like one five-hour movie and i think you mcgregor himself said that mm -hmm. i can't wait because um there's this guy i follow on tiktok he makes mega cuts of everything okay yeah i have um i have a mega cut of like revenge of the sith it's like five hours long it's the ending of season seven of the Clone Wars interweaved with Revenge of the Sith. And then the second that ends, it goes into the first episode of the Bad Batch. So oh, it has wow. like that, the Order 66 interweaved into that. And then it goes into the exposition of Bad Batch. And um, I just, I can't wait for there to be like a mega cut that goes episode three, the entirety of Kenobi, and then straight into episode four. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then it'll have to be Rogue One and then episode four. Yeah, yeah. At this point... We're going to get, like, with The Bad Batch and, like, all these shows, we're going to have the ability to sit there and watch Revenge of the Sith and not stop watching until yeah. episode four starts. And like I love it. 16-hour movie almost. Mm -hmm. Like, um, You know what? The thing that I love the most about it, though, was just, like, and, and I talked about this with a few friends that they weren't happy about it, but I know that a lot of people talk about this whole bait-and-switch thing right now. And I know there's times it works, times it doesn't work. But, you know, we've had so much of... Uh, Luke Skywalker story. And I love Luke. I'll always yeah. love Luke. I got his lightsaber here. Like I, I love Luke. And um, the fact that they surprised us and let the focal point be Leia, I love that. And, mm -hmm. and it's just, you know, we, we saw a relationship we never expected to see. You know, we already saw the relationship between Ben and Luke. We never saw anything with Leia and, and Obi-Wan. So mm -hmm. that was a beautiful thing to see. It was it was a nice plot twist to get in like the first episode because nobody expected it, nobody saw it coming. Yeah. Um. So when we got it, it was like, oh, oh. I I was really oh, happy oh. because I was just I was expecting the show to take place almost entirely on Tatooine. I thought Obi Wan was gonna. I was like, oh, Obi Wan's gonna be on Tatooine. They're gonna find him, so he leaves Tatooine, so they don't find Luke, and then Obi Wan goes on an adventure. Yeah. And I thought it was all gonna revolve around Tatooine, and then here we are. We got Leia and then this whole storyline where we get to see the Fortress Inquisitorius. We got to see Alderaan, actually. We got to see Alderaan. Yeah, man. Like, I, I never thought I'd see Obi-Wan in the fort, like in that fortress. I, I, yeah. I never thought that. And, you know, there's people picking at little things like, oh, you don't see Mustafar in the sky. Like, look at what we're getting. I don't care about that. Look at this. Maybe it was a cloudy day. Who cares? Look where he is, man. And and I get there's little things like, you know, him hiding Leia under the jacket. I laughed at it. I was like, okay, cool. But, you know, when it comes to, like, like nitpicking, I feel like that's become such a – it's almost a given now, just the way, the way Star Wars has 
you know, expanded and yeah. you can choose to, you know, involve yourself in that or you can choose to ignore it. I just, yeah. if I like it, I like it. I'm not going to shy away from that. It's the idea of people think that if they nitpick something and are, you know, if you're the person that goes, well, actually, you know, <laughs> it's like people think that they can, if they can add something to the conversation, yeah. um, and normally the negative stuff is what gets more attention and, and, you know, provides for more discourse. That is what people are, are they're trying to look for it, you know, because that's going to be what gets more uh, reactions spurred up than yeah. I liked it Ugh. and just calling it a day. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't, I don't really bother with the nitpicking. I used to be the person that would try to like argue with people and go back and forth and, and, uh, try to, persuade other people to see it my way but yeah those people those people are never going to see it my way and then once once i realize that um and i just kind of stay in my own lane now and just enjoy it Mm -hmm. how i want to enjoy it i've I've had such a more positive experience Mm -hmm. um, with the fandom in general than trying to always go up against the opposition and you know and putting that us versus them in my mind my my main thing now is when i read something or see like a tiktok or somebody bashing something about like say kenobi for instance instead of my go-to like comment being like well you're just not intellectually smart enough to grasp the the gravity of the situation it's my go-to is man i'm really sorry that same you're not enjoying this the way i am because i i absolutely love this and i wish I wish everybody would love it the way I do because I, I, it makes me sad when I see somebody see something that I absolutely love and then they just hate it because of like small things and nitpicks. It just makes me sad. I'm like, dude, what we're yeah. getting is so great. How do you not see it? You're just, you're, it's like, um, they're picking up the, the speck in somebody else's eye before they remove the plank in theirs. It's like, there's, <laughs> it's so small. Just open up your eyes to the bigger picture and realize how yeah. good this actually is. It just, it saddens me. Yeah, I, you know what, man, when I, when I grew, when I grew up with Star Wars, I was lucky enough to see it before social media existed. A lot of people were right. And now we live in this age where everyone is so vocal and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing to be able to communicate and talk to people. But when it comes to the point where even the the smallest thing, an announcement will cause so much backlash. It's like, come on, man. You can't like, I, I feel like it's come to the point where some people just do it for the sake of doing it you know and and i feel like a lot of these people actually enjoy the content but you know that's kind of the persona they've built for themselves so they gotta kind of follow through with that there's no way some of these people can possibly hate seeing darth vader back on the screen like come on how well, do we know a that? guy really <laughs> we know a guy yeah we have a we have a high school friend of ours who just you could show him the most perfect like amazing, like knock your socks off Star Wars content ever. And he would find the one thing to nitpick and it would ruin the entire thing for him. And that's Ah. just the way that he is. But he's also just in general, he's just a hypercritical guy. Unless it's Marvel. Unless it's Marvel. Because then he loves everything about it. And then I remember I saw the last Jedi and he just happened to be sitting behind me. And uh, this I was, it was the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yeah, it was the Rise yeah. of Skywalker. My bad. But he was sitting like this the entire time. It's just analyzing. <laughs> he didn't even let himself like it. He was he was looking for stuff to dislike about it. Oh, so um, if you're watching this, Luke, <laughs> you called him out. <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. Okay, he doesn't watch our podcast anyway. Um, no. Uh, 
I think though that that brings up a good point because it's like all these people they're going into it and they're they're looking they're analyzing they're looking for that one thing that they can make that video about or that yeah. they can make that um that TikTok about or you know type out that tweet that's going to hopefully get them that uh clout that they're looking for you know well, they yeah, they're, they're they're going into it with all with that expectation that okay yes. I'm already not going to like it yeah and then they see something like oh Reva survived this okay well and they get ready and they're just like yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly man and I'm like <laughs> What what happened? What happened? Just enjoying something, and if it's something that is obviously like it's okay to be critical. There's nothing wrong with being critical. I'm I'm more or less directing this to people hating things just for the sake of hating it. Like that's completely different. Yeah. If you're gonna go into the series already telling yourself you hate it, that's different from watching it and then being critical of certain things you didn't like, wish that they did better, and that's kind of where I am. You know, if I don't like something, I'm at least gonna give it a chance and try and understand it. Like I personally don't like the last jedi but i don't i i'll never shy away from someone trying to explain things that i don't understand and you guys had him on your show before aaron sky guy yeah and aaron explains so much about that movie that i never really took in you know when i watched the last jedi for example um the first time i saw it in theaters the moment luke threw the lightsaber over his shoulder i was kind of like okay i don't like that and then later on at the end of the film when it wasn't his green lightsaber I was like, okay, why isn't his green lightsaber when he's facing Kylo? Then I speak to a guy like Aaron, and Aaron's like, okay, well, it was like more of a call to action. He throws the lightsaber away. Then at the end, he has a lightsaber, and you know, and he's back to being Luke Skywalker that we remember. And I didn't see it like that, right? So that's what I mean. I may not like the film overall, but I'm never going to shy away from however someone else interprets it because then that'll hopefully make me like it, and it's really helped me understand elements of the movie I didn't really uh, take to at first. Yeah, I think that Star Wars specifically, as of the last like five to seven years, they've done such a good job at making things that the viewer will not like that the viewer like actually gives like that guttural reaction like you did when Luke throws his lightsaber. Like you're not the viewer is not supposed to like that moment. You're supposed to be like, what? Like what's going on? It's like a, it's a head scratching moment. And uh that just that just goes to show that the moment works. I think that for a lot of fans with Luke in that movie, it's that unlike Obi-Wan, where you get to see all the struggle that Obi-Wan went through and all the turmoil that he's experienced that led him to the point that we see him in Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, Luke, you don't get to see that. You hear about it and there's a flashback sequence with it, but you don't get to see that in-depth struggle and you don't get to see all that loss or else i think the viewer would understand much better but yeah that's my that's my whole spiel so i think i think an argument could be made the same way with reva with your you create moments that the audience is not supposed to like um lots of people their main complaint about reva is that she's annoying she's extra she's over the top and that's exactly what she's supposed to be yeah when, when the grand inquisitor comes back he's like at first your age was useful now it is tiresome. That is like, he sees it and the audience sees it. Her over emphaticness about the situation is supposed to be annoying. That's the way it is written. And it's hinted at when the Grand Inquisitor says that. So it's like, it, and I guess you can also say the same thing about Ahsoka at the beginning of Clone Wars. She's written to be annoying, but then you grow to love her throughout the entire series because you actually yeah. get your change as a character. Um, yeah. 
Star Wars has gotten really, really good at making things that you're literally not supposed to like, just so you can like it later on. Which is, you know, I'm not a, like, I, I'm not opposed to being critical, you know, upon seeing something for the first time. But when it's a series, at least wait for it to finish before you want to give an overall review. There was, there were people that were checked out after the first couple of minutes of the first uh, episode or two. So how? You know, how would you know, right? And people yeah. are like, oh, well, you know, uh, I hate Reva, you know, Obi-Wan, he's depressed. Well, that's the point of the show. He's a broken down Jedi master cut off from the force. Yeah, it's similar to Luke, but, you know, we know how he got here. We know how his story ends. So mm -hmm. it's it's just, I try and just, I advise everyone, just watch it. Just wait till the end. And That's uh, something that, that Jackson does, our, our other co-host. He... We'll always, when we go week by week and talk about these episodes, Jacob and I will rate the episode out of 10 as to how much we enjoyed it. Yeah. And Jackson always goes, well, I'm going to wait until the show ends before I give my, my final, my final review. And, yeah. and that's, he did it with the book of Boba Fett. He did it with the bad batch. And now we won't get it with Obi-Wan because he's in Taiwan. Yeah. So, but yeah. That's, I, I agree with them though. Like on that regard, like yeah. my rating comes purely out of my personal enjoyment. I'm not trying to. I'm not rating the whole show yet. I'm yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Thematically, yeah. 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 Rate like if you're rating the episode, no problem. If you're rating the whole show off of episode one and there's like five more episodes, like that doesn't make any sense, man. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. The biggest thing I saw was, um, oh, Hayden Christensen is not in the show. This is ridiculous. I'm done with the show. The next episode, he was in it. We had an incredible flashback, and you know that—that's like my whole point. Just, just wait. Just, mm -hmm. just let let the show finish, man. It's not gonna, mm -hmm. it's not gonna kill you. The one critique I think is the dumbest out of all of them is people being like, "I don't like seeing Obi Wan depressed and like this, and I don't think he should. I don't think he would act like this." I'm like, well, how do you think you would act if everyone you knew and loved? just died died it's just and dead. you had to fake your death and you can't let anybody know who you really are you're living and you on have a sandy hide. planet yeah how do you think you would feel you're burning you you'd be like sons. i'm gonna carry around my laser sword that identifies exactly who i am no <laughs> it's true though it. it doesn't I, I, make any I, sense the, like that's a perfect point like qui-gon his master his figure you know his I, I guess you could say fatherly figure that's the way i would look at it yeah died impaled right in front of him um, Satine impaled right in front of him. Anakin, well, he did what he did, and then he's he burned to death. <laughs> and then Padme dies right after, you know, and then that's right after the entire Jedi Order and anyone he's ever known and cared for gone dead, right? So you're telling me you'd be like, all right, great, <laughs> like you're you're lying, like there's no way. So the way Obi Wan went from a frown to a smile by the end of the series, it made sense, and I was happy with it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh like that's that like i'm happy with the series if there's a season two i don't know what they'll do but uh i guess we'll see if there's a season two i'm going to implode like uh i would love that <laughs> and then again there's also like if there is a season two i don't think there's much you can do with darth vader in that season and yeah. that was like my favorite part of this whole show was because um growing up um in the clone wars Jax was a big obi-wan fan and I was a big Vader fan. So I, uh, well, not Vader, I was a big Anakin fan. So this show was the first time that I really got solidified the fact that Anakin is Darth Vader. I felt like there was always like a disconnect between it, um, between Anakin and the prequels and then Vader yeah. and the OT. 
So um, this show kind of bridged that gap for me and made me appreciate the character of Darth Vader a whole lot more. So well, um, even in the even in the finale, if you like, I was watching it again when he's fighting Kenobi, and when they break open the mask, and he mentions that you know Anakin Skywalker is dead. It looks like uh, Hayden kind of smirks at one point. Yeah, yeah. It's like a sadistic smile. Yeah, yeah, right. And I was like, yeah, that's creepy, man. Mm-hmm. And that kind of made me like, I don't know. I I had a talk with someone about this before about like the dark side and how this whole thing works. And I mean, that makes me kind of look at it more of like you're you're possessed with this evil that's just fully, you know, taking you over, mm-hmm. and you really you're so far from the light that it's just. You're this physical embodiment of evil. And, you know, that's why it was like the fact that Luke was able to pull that person who's smirking under that mask back from the dark side is just, Mm -hmm. it made it all the more incredible for me. That's what I kind of looked at on the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. So, um, what do you guys think of the, sorry, Sorry. you you, you, you go. It's okay. uh, Tommy pointed this out to me when we were working today that um, I, I saw this, but I didn't think too much of it when his helmet first gets cut. His eyes aren't yellow, and that his face is illuminated by the blue of Obi Wan's lightsaber, and it's yeah. gonna be like it's a symbolic moment of conflict and yeah. what he's doing. But then he gets resolution in his hatred, and then the red of his lightsaber takes up his face. His eyes turn yellow, and then he freaking smirks, and he's just like such a good scene, man. He did. Yeah, I'm here. Goodbye. <laughs> such a good scene. Just the lighting, everything, and like you, you and acting. Jeez, like I, I gotta rewatch it. That's that's what gets me is I watched it twice and both times, the second I see Obi Wan's face and I watch him tear up, like that's what gets me choked up. Yeah, every single time I watch it, and you know yeah. that's again like has someone who you know holds the Clone Wars at such a high regard. You know both the two thousand three series and the two thousand eight series, seeing that camaraderie between these characters, those were my childhood heroes. Like you know yeah. that. Those were the guys that that were my favorite. I had their action figures, you know, that those were the guys that I were like the the buddies, you know, that was the yeah, dynamic yeah. duo. And and just to see that, it was just so well done. I, I can't I can't say enough good things about it. But back to like the, you know, the whole like the hating on it. Um, I've also adopted the the mindset of, OK, if you want to hate on it, hate on it over there. I'm enjoying it. I'm you're not going to yeah. stop me. From enjoying it and i've, I've kind of like stopped myself from uh allowing myself to feed into that negativity and try to prove people wrong it's like yeah yeah i'm just here you know i'm, I'm yep. just enjoying the content and i'm yep. here to make my points and and just call it a day but we're also interested in we were talking recently about trying to get some people with some different star wars opinions on here because i want to not debate these people and make them look like fools i want to I want to talk to these people and understand why they feel that way. I want to get their side. Of, Cause that's the thing. We have a lot of people on our habit chat series that are also very positive about everything, which is nice. Cause we like to keep, we like to celebrate the positivity of star Wars and yeah. show off that there's not just that loud minority of people that hate on everything. But then again, I feel like it would be like a really nice discourse between us and somebody else to actually speak to each other and hear each other out about, why you didn't like something and why we did like something. Yeah. So, like that, that whole thing. What's interesting is like, I, so when I was, I think I was five years old when I first saw star Wars um, in 1997. 
And the thing is, you know, I, I didn't just see the first, you know, the original trilogy and then that's it. And years later, the prequels came. The prequels came right after that. So in 97, I watched the special editions and two years later, the Phantom Menace came out. So I kind of, I didn't grow up with like one trilogy. I grew up with like the first six movies. Well, the original six movies George made back to back. So for me, that, that was my childhood. I, I resonated with the original trilogy just as much as I did with the with the prequels. And, you know, when the sequels came out, I'm not going to lie, I was very angry over certain creative decisions. But I, I, I looked at it as, you know, I, I had my story. I had my I had my connection with this franchise. And it's beautiful to get a lot of these characters coming back now and kind of like the passing of the torch. And Mark Hamill said that in an interview before, I believe, where he knew it wasn't his story anymore. And. I didn't look at it that way at first when watching The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. I looked at it as, this is my expectation. This is you know, not what, what, what happened, and that's why I don't like it. But it's, it's not fair to do that with anything. You know, this In the end of the day, this story resonated with certain people. And just because I didn't fully enjoy it, that doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. I'm happy people enjoyed it. I'm happy people connected with the movies. I'm just, like I said, I'm someone that grew up with expanded universe and knowing the potential of what the stories could have been but is if this is the route they wanted to go i mean i'm just a fan i i can't get mad because they didn't want to go that way and uh, i appreciate whatever stories i think are good and if i don't think they're good well i'll try and understand i'll try and understand what makes someone else enjoy them and like them and that's why it's great to talk to other people other fans who have like that level mind of you know having a civilized conversation being able to tell you exactly well oh, i like it for this reason and we don't have to fight each other i see people full-on fighting man and it's crazy yeah like they're ready to go at it like meet me here meet me at this convention and oh my god rex it around if you're at the next celebration we're boxing because we're i didn't like the blue hat guy <laughs> exactly like why man i'm like almost 30 years old i don't have time for this mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's it's um it's interesting, but I think, I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't see the need for it, but I can understand because I was that guy who yeah. was so like, because I was so passionate about it. That's yeah. why I wanted, I just wanted people to enjoy it. Like I did. And yeah. I would get mad at people who didn't, you That's, know, that was like me. Yeah. Same thing. And, uh, but what, do you have a star Wars hot take that, that we could, go back and forth on uh you have to come back to me on that what's yours mine is that and my father's gonna kill me um is that i just don't think that the empire strikes back is all it's cracked up to be like that's just my honest like my honest opinion on it that's fair i love a new hope i have that's my favorite star wars movie out of all of them um and i do have a i've i've grown because of things like rogue one and other original trilogy era content again i was a prequel kid um i i have grown a a really big appreciation for the original trilogy but yeah yeah i i love empire don't get me wrong like i think it's my fifth favorite star wars movie okay that's fair (laughs) it gets beat out by rogue one revenge of the sith the last jedi and a new hope okay but like i just don't i don't know i guess i just don't i'm i sit there and i'm like man like everybody like pees their pants over this movie and i'm yeah, just yeah. like you say you say empire and everyone goes oh my gosh and it's- <laughs> i i think um cuz empire is like my second favorite 
Star okay. Wars movie. I love that movie. And I shill. I think <laughs> I I look at it as the context of when this movie came out. This was one of the first movies where the bad guys won. You had yeah. no clue what was gonna happen. You had the plot twist of Darth Vader being Luke's father. Nobody saw that coming. The music's phenomenal. The set design is phenomenal. The characters are amazing. You get the dynamic love trio between Han, Luke, and Leia as to what's going to happen with that. You get one of the a really good lightsaber fight between Luke and Vader that isn't just two old men slapping sticks around from episode four. Yeah. You get a really solid buildup from what was episode four into what the rest of Star Wars was going to be. And uh, the effects improved. The story improved. You got a space battle that wasn't in space. You got it on a planet where there was snow and nobody had ever seen anything like that before. Yeah, Yoda. I think you just have to think of this movie as when it came out, this was like the the cheese. This was like the biggest thing that had ever happened. And most yeah. people saw this on screen and were like, this is magic. This is impossible. Well, so like, that's how I look at this film. When I look Plus, at the I Empire, I love it. It's amazing. I mean, when, when I look at Empire, I'm just like, okay, like the movie's called The Empire Strikes Back. They literally do that in the first like they clap 30 back. minutes of the movie, like in the very first 30 minutes. So I just, you know, I show that movie to people and they're like, okay, like they just did that. I'm like, yeah, there's still another like hour and a half left. And it's just so much happens. You know, Luke's training on Dagobah. The Falcon chase is like amazing. Just, you know, Star Destroyers chasing the Falcon in an asteroid field. Like I, you can't compete with that. It's amazing. Everything about that. Um, they open the door on Cloud City, and Vader is just standing there. Han doesn't even hesitate; just starts shooting at him. I just there's so many great moments. I, I totally get what you're saying, though. There's a lot of people that think it's it's a little overhyped, and I and I get it. But I just every moment of that movie is is is, is perfect for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's that. actually recently it's been it's it's been hard for me to kind of pick between that and Return of the Jedi, though, mm -hmm. because there's just something special about that one too, and I'm just. I don't know what it is. I, I just, I'm drawn to it. I think it's because it's the ending of the saga and they did it so well. It's yeah. just, it's such a good ending to like the OT. Um, that's another one of those movies that it's always fluctuating on my list because it's like, I really, really like it, but there are other movies I like too. Yep. But yeah. depending on how, w which one I watched last is wh yeah, yeah. where it will land. So like, I got like probably... I can't rise of Skywalker is like my number three right now. But if I went and watched return of the Jedi, it would take my number three spot and then rise of Skywalker would go down and vice versa. You know what? Okay. I'll, I'll give you my hot take. Oh, let's hear uh, don't hate me. If you like it. you love, you love the sequels. I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're good. I, I I think Ray was better off being connected to either a Kenobi or a Skywalker than a Palpatine. That's my take. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I think, okay, because I do remember before Rise of Skywalker came out, I do remember theorizing like, oh, she, what if she was a Kenobi? And I do think that would have been cool to have um, that lineage like, continue and have it be like uh, kind of like a plot twist towards the end. Yeah. I think the way that Palpatine was brought in was really abrupt. And if yeah. you, if you watch episode seven, well, uh, if you watch episode eight to episode nine, Palpatine's just there. That part of the movie makes absolutely yeah. zero sense without any of the advertising. So, um, I do under, I don't like that about the movie. It, like that whole movie is just, everything is abrupt. 
I wish that they just would have the whole down. movie and that I'm when I'm watching the Rise of Skywalker. I love the movie, but the whole movie I'm it's like, like this. Ah! It's all over the place. The yeah, I get it. I get it. I you know what my my problem is I think the um I know the argument can be said that oh well there wasn't a plan for the originals. Well, I, I don't like that as a defense because the same people that will say you know, we have to do things differently from the originals. We'll then use aspects of how the creative process went as a defense for the sequels. And I'm like, guys, listen, like, okay, my, my whole thing is there should have been a plan. You know, you're, you're taking over an IP like this. There should have been a plan. You, you kind of had to set the groundwork of where you want this to start, where you want it to end. That's what I think. Um, the only reason I don't like that she's a Palpatine, I understand the whole idea that, you know, she finds out, her lineage and it's the worst possible revelation ever right but it was just the whole fact that the final battle is literally palpatine versus a palpatine and i get she has all the learnings and teachings of the skywalkers but that really bothered me when i was watching that and then to not have hayden to not have ewan to, to not have all these characters just present in this trilogy i i really looked forward to and this goes back to what i said earlier about the whole you know, separating my expectation from what we got. For me, as like a creator, what I would have done is try and connect more of the prequels to this to the originals. And I would have loved to have a scene with Hayden and Mark Hamill. That would have been amazing. Um, crossing that bridge. One thing I appreciate is that Ryan actually did that with the Last Jedi wherever he could. You know, by like having Luke speak to line Darth Sidious, like little things like that. It made me feel that connection that I was really hoping for. We didn't get it to the full extent of what I was hoping for, but there's just certain things I would have done different creatively. But um, I just think having a plan would have been would have been like the best course of action for them because I think this could have been the greatest trilogy out of all three, connecting the prequels and the originals and one final epic battle that didn't feel like, hey, Sidious is back. He has an entire fleet of Star Destroyers that just were being built on Exegol. I think that's something that should have been really built up on, even from The Force Awakens, you know, that that grand finale that didn't just feel like, hey, it just popped up out of nowhere. And um, while I appreciate the battle, I mean, that battle was, was pretty cool. Um, I just think it was a little underdeveloped, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I um that's what the one thing I I am really liking about um the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba. It really does feel like everything they do is meticulous and it feels like everything has a plan set forth with the beginning and it feels like they have an end goal in mind with all these Disney Plus shows that they're all yeah. going to kind of like come together into one end game moment. And um I'm a big fan of that. I do I definitely do agree with what you what you're saying about I wish that there was a plan for the sequels. I really do too. But um I look at it as the first one was good. Seven was good. The next one was handed off to a director that kind of took all the ideas that were set in the first one and then put them in the garbage can and yeah. said, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then the last one, they gave it back to the original guy. And he said, how do I bring this all back together? And how do I make an ending out of this? And I think with that line, I thought, I think he did a good job at trying to bring it all back together. I, my only complaint about that movie is I just wish that it slowed down just yeah, yeah. It so fast. For sure. Don't be afraid to make a three hour finale. I, I wouldn't, I would sit there and I would watch it. It's not yep. like I like star Wars. I'm going to watch it. It's I just take your time. That's yeah. what I really liked about the Batman is the fact that that entire movie could have been done in two hours, but they didn't. 
They took their time. They were meticulous with it. They took like shots would be long and they would go as long as they needed to be. It didn't feel like they were just kind of jump cut together. Uh, yeah. I, I just really liked that. I think that with the sequel trilogy, what I appreciate about the messiness of it now is that I think that when Disney bought Star Wars, they were right out the gate. We're making a trilogy, new Star Wars movies. I don't think that Disney at the time realized what Star Wars was because Star Wars isn't just any franchise. Star yeah, Wars yeah. is like the model franchise that everyone else tries to copy, whether it's the merchandising or the lore or, you know, the interconnected storylines and the characters and something about star Wars is unique. And I think that Disney didn't realize what they had. So they just tried yeah. to throw out a bunch of movies and do the Marvel, like give it the Marvel treatment where they put out a movie in the spring and a movie in the fall and a movie in the spring and the movie. In the, and it just didn't work. And what I appreciate about that now is that they slowed down. Had it. Yes. That had yeah. it not had that not happened, we would just be getting, Star Wars content that wasn't thought through. It just get thrown at you over and over and over. And yeah, it'd be fun to get so much Star Wars content all the time, but I appreciate everything that comes out now because I you can feel the passion behind the projects. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's not to say that the sequels didn't have that. Um, but you know, just looking at the attention to detail, the things that have been said in The Mandalorian that are connecting the sequel trilogy to the original trilogy. Yeah. Um, whether it's that officer talking to Migs and, and Din um, in the second season, talking about what the galaxy needs is order um, or the landing craft that look very similar to the first order's landing craft or yeah. um, the, the Snoke in the tube um, on, uh, on Navarro in the second season, you know, that all of this stuff, like the, all the, this idea that Palpatine, they're trying to clone Palpatine and they're trying to clone something. And they need like a force sensitive being to do that. Um, it's all working to tie together these movies. And that's all I could ask for. That's what yeah. I want. I, there are plot holes with the sequels and there are issues with them. And I'm happy that rather than just disregard it and push it in its own corner and never touch it again, that you have people like Dave Filoni who really appreciate Star Wars and want to make it one cohesive story. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when it comes to, like, when it comes to the, the, the way they're connecting everything, I totally appreciate that they're taking the time to really yeah. like, link it and bridge the gap. But it's like, for me, at least I, I just, when, when, when I talk about like how I think it would have been better if Ray was a Kenobi or a Skywalker, the thing is they, the Skywalker saga, and maybe this plays into my OCD, but you know, having those nine self-contained stories and making that the Skywalker saga, like, while I appreciate Luke, Han, and Leia are still there, you know, what I liked about the expanded universe was the fact that it was now Anakin's grandchildren that are going through all these trials and struggles, right? And when they reduced it just to now Ben Solo, which I love, I love Ben, um, I feel like that really limited how far they can go with many of these characters connected to that bloodline. And I personally would have liked it if they they made it in a way that these stories could always continue with the Skywalkers. And yeah, arguably they can with Ray, you know, now taking over the name and, and all that. But I just mean the 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 whole idea of Anakin's story always continuing, whether it be through Luke and Leia 
whether it be through, you know, Jason, Jaina, uh, the characters from the expanded universe. I always liked that, that the stories just felt limitless. And I feel like now they, not that they did damage, but I feel like they weren't careful and now they are careful. And it's put us in a position where I don't know when we're going to see characters like Ray, Ben Solo, Finn, and Poe. And I, I love a lot of these characters. You know, I love Ray. I love her character. But now I feel like they've really hit the brakes and they're focused on now bridging the gap. So here I am loving this character. So many of us love this character and we don't know when we're going to see her again. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, not that they're doing damage control, but it's more or less, they're picking up the pieces that took us to where the sequels are. And I don't know if it's going to be five years, 10 years, 20 years until we see those characters come back, but they have so much potential with these, with these stories and with these characters. And I just hope that they know what they're doing. And I hope it's not that long until we see them again, because I want to see Finn as a Jedi. I want to see a new Jedi Academy. Like these are things we all want to see, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, hopefully it comes sooner than later. I think, I think that what they're, this is my hypothesis. I think they're giving the trilogy some time to breathe. Um, If you look at what they did with the clone wars in 2008, they took movies that a lot of fans had problems with parts of the movies and storylines and things like that. And they had the series that really just smoothed out those issues and made a lot of people warm up to Anakin and, you know, other characters that they wouldn't have really cared much for otherwise. Yeah. Um, I think that what they're doing right now is they're ha- telling these other stories and trying to interconnect the sequels and anchor it into the Skywalker saga a bit more. And then I would, I know that at some point they're going to revisit this timeline. They're going to show us what happens next. And I think that right now the fandom just is still a bit hot headed about it. Somehow, yeah, yeah. Some way. But uh, they, you know, I think that people just need time to breathe. And I think that rather than keep trying to just push it in your face and, you know, yeah. you're going to like it, you're going to like these <laughs> movies, you know, it's like, they're giving you the chance to love these other characters and, yeah. and kind of lose yourself in Star Wars again. Well, now uh, I'm pretty sure Babu Frick is going to be in The Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, right? exactly. So little things like that where they're yeah. connecting it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I just I think so many people are so invested now in Mando and Grogu's story that, you know, the fan base, not that it's divided, but it's just it's split into so many different you know, people have so many different things they love and hate about it now. It wasn't just three movies that became six movies and now nine movies. Now it's this series, that series. Well, this story connects to that animated story. This animated story connects to this comic book. It's it's so connected now. And um, that takes me back to my point earlier where it's like, I don't even know where to start at this point because there's just so much, right? And uh, I don't know if I want to focus on the original trilogy or what's leading up to the, the sequel trilogy. It's just that's a nice thing. You can always jump back and forth. If you get bored of one thing, you can go somewhere else. So uh, I will say, though, when it came to The Last Jedi, even like when I left the theater, I, I usually take a big group of people with me. I take around like 15 to 20 people. Actually, for The Rise of Skywalker, we took like 26. Um, wow. Yeah, I take a lot of people. It's, it's a big thing for me. You know, when I was exciting, when, when, well, yeah, when I was a kid. Um, it was hard to find friends that liked Star Wars, but now I shove it down their throat 
and make them. Like, I'm gonna like it. You're gonna like it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, when I when I left the theater for the Last Jedi, I saw all my friends and family, and they were so happy. And I was just like, is something wrong with me? Like, I, I don't know why I didn't take to it the same way. And I tried, man. I I, I tried watching it over and over again. And I, I don't know. I think while I appreciate what Ryan did as a filmmaker, he wanted to really try something new and something fresh. Right. My personal thing, and again, if people love it, that's amazing. I'm, I'm really happy that people love it. My thing is you have nine movies, nine stories. The eighth story is not where you want to be like shifting the, the tide. Yeah. You know, in, in my opinion, that's where you want to really set up that grand finale. You want to be connecting everything and making it like the most epic uh pen is it what is it pen ultimate episode? Is that what they I can't even say that. <laughs> but uh basically you want to make it the most epic thing before we get that grand finale. And um for me I didn't I didn't feel that. While I felt like he made a beautiful film, like it's arguably the most beautiful Star Wars film oh, yeah. cin cinematography wise. I mean it's gorgeous. Um, I just didn't feel as connected as I wish I did. And I'm trying to. Like, I have the um, – I just picked this up for $8. What a deal. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to go through this thing now and really – I'm doing my research. I'm trying. No one can say I'm not trying. It's just uh, I'm trying to understand every little thing that went into making this movie, you know, in, in his mind, be the best fit for the sequel trilogy. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not hating it just for the sake. Oh, it didn't go the way I want. Like, you know, to hell with it. No, I'm. Like, I, I want to love it. I want to love these stories. You know what I mean? I grew up with this, and I don't ever want to have a bad taste in my mouth about these things. Yeah, and that's that's a good thing. At the end of the day, you want to have that that want to enjoy it. You know, yeah. um, and I feel like for all of us, that's the most important part. Is do you enjoy it? Yeah, and if you don't no one no one has to make you enjoy it you just, yeah, yeah. You just don't like it and that's okay mm -hmm. but but uh, that's why a lot of us take to uh well i mean a lot of us well i don't know if you guys do it in a fan fiction and things like that do you, do no you, no you know? well i i do it and that's uh that's what kind of brings me to my next point the youtube channel the puppet yoda show i made the puppet yoda, yoda show. show yeah because um I wanted to make something that felt like my own Star Wars story. And uh, essentially, I, I had seen this Yoda puppet on, on eBay. And I was like, this is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah, there you go. The Puppet Yoda I, Show on YouTube. I just thought that puppet was hilarious. And then that's when I started seeing other videos of uh, Yoda getting slapped, Yoda making a cake, things like that. So these guys had already made this channel before. And then they stopped. But then I got this puppet and I just started making my own videos. And it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But it's so funny and it makes so many people laugh. And there's a story here. It's not like it's not. It's just random videos. There is a story. And this is what, this is what brings me into my whole fan fiction uh, conversation. Basically, the story here is this is long after the Skywalker saga. Yoda, the Force ghost version of yoda found himself seeking knowledge within the world between worlds he's now connected himself with the world between worlds he's looking for information on the past present future you name it. he stumbles upon a doorway and when he enters this doorway he awakens in the body of a puppet in our world okay and that is the story now i live with this puppet 
And it is the actual Yoda who's gone absolutely crazy because he's stuck in a rubber puppet. <laughs> he's just he's just being a savage on Earth. So everything you see there is basically Yoda's life on Earth. It's all fan fiction. It's canon breaking. It's not meant to so, follow canon, but can you, can you so explain, explain what what made you sit down and decide that Yoda, Yoda has, has a, a bad poop. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just so I'm lactose intolerant. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something with this. So I just basically had him, well, he drinks milk, cream and all that. And it just, it goes wrong. Um, but I started, you know, I started mixing a lot of the things that I find hilarious and I just find outrageous comedy, like the Simpsons. Um, you, you ever see Toy Story? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, Rex, the dinosaur. Yeah, uh, he's got some heavy anxiety, and I have anxiety. But yeah. when I see, I, I was I was watching the movies the other day, and they, they kill me, man. But Rex, he does this thing where sometimes, like, if something spooks him, he'll just go Whoop! like he just freaks out like that. So I started incorporating that with the puppet. Okay. But then the mannerisms are of Yoda. It's just he's he's kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Imagine Yoda if he was a deadbeat because he's at the lowest point in his life and he just Pack a day Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. He he doesn't pay rent. That's the big joke. It's the ongoing struggle. He does not pay rent. He's just a degenerate living in my house. <laughs> and uh yeah, man, he he just that that's the story here. So the question I, is, do you have the puppet on hand? I do. I do have the puppet on hand. He, oh, you gotta bust him out. Yeah, bust lives, him out. He lives inside this briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Here, check him out. Oh man, this is this is big, man. I've never revealed this online before. Because, uh, <laughs> so anyways, here's the puppet. <laughs> yeah, man, that's him. Um, but he's dry rotting, so I got to be careful with him. So that's why I keep him in this case. But yeah, he. Um, I basically just film him and I talk to him. I haven't shown my face on camera yet because I want the focal point to be him. But uh, mm. yeah, this this puppet is called an Applause Yoda Puppets from 1999, and they're they're impossible to find. So I have. How does your them. girlfriend feel about the Yoda puppet? She watched me make a video the other night, and I saw her face. And she, I don't know if she was trying just to hold back the laughter or. Uh, if she was just, you know, not feeling well, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny though? Her her niece loves it. Her niece is uh, she's gonna be three this year, and everything now is baby Yoda, baby Yoda. And right. the funny thing is, they her, that my girlfriend's family they don't know too much about Star Wars. So I got them a book to read to her niece the other night, and the father says to me, "Wait, baby Yoda's not Yoda?" And I was like, "No." He was like. Who's Grogu? So Grogu is, well, baby Yoda, but it's not actually Yoda. He's like, so where's Yoda? And I was like, he's dead. He's like, he's dead? What the hell? And just trying to explain these things to someone who has no idea about Star Wars, it's hilarious, but... Uh, he's yeah. dead? <laughs> That's the exact reaction. But yeah, he... Um, no, my girlfriend finds it hilarious, just mostly because like her niece and a lot of little kids like it, and... Uh, that's kind of my audience now. It's just young kids taking to Star Wars. And uh, I do cameos as well now. So I do little like happy birthdays and things like that for people. But That's uh, so funny. That's funny. 
yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's just, it takes a toll on my vocal cords because back to, you know, influences for this Rex from Toy Story is one and then Homer Simpson is the other. Oh. Um, so Homer's, you know, his scream. Yeah. That's Yoda's scream now. So I I'll be screaming sometimes at the top of my lungs. If you actually go watch the ending of Yoda has a bad poo poo video yeah, he's screaming pretty loud. And, um, yeah, sometimes it takes a toll on my, vo- my vocal cords, man. But yeah, I just can't get over the <laughs> the, the, the fact that you're just so nonchalant. Like, yeah, the Yoda has bad poo poo video. <laughs> Here, let me hold on a second. Let me see if I can pull up. I think Jacob's trying to pull it up right I'm now. I'm pulling it up right oh, now. You are? Oh, okay, perfect. I'm trying to. I gotta find that scream. Oh, yeah, it's, an ad for Amazon. it's like the last thirty seconds. Oh, I got the last thirty God. seconds. <laughs> and so this is you voice him. I, I was going to ask that if you. Voice yeah, yeah. Him. So I voice him. I'm the puppeteer and I'm the roommate. So you'll see me as Yoda and then you'll see me actually come in. <laughs> actually here, go to, um, go to three minutes. Go to what? Three minutes? Three minutes. Yeah. That's where I come in. That's like the ending of the video. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. messed up but i oh look like god. a ghost oh, oh my god, god. Here we go. no, yeah know. so the screams um yeah that that's the big thing now he 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 blew up on tiktok it's not me on tiktok it's it's yoda that's the thing i have to <sighs> make a point of people knowing that because people always say to me like oh man the yoda videos are great no one has any idea who i am they just they right, see the, right. the yoda puppy yeah he blew up on tiktok so um yeah, that that's my that's so secret. Funny. Like it's just little things too, man. Like it's literally him just, just eating chocolate and <laughs> oh. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um it's fun, man. But that 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 brings me into the whole fan fiction thing, like I was saying. If if a lot of fans that aren't happy with things, like the beauty of Star Wars is you have all these characters you can kind of make your own headcanon and right, have yeah. fun with, right? And um I mean, that's what I do. That, that's fun for me. <laughs> you I'm, I'm just, candy. I'm just trying to like sit here and like digest, be that. serious, and I just it's in the hard. back of my mind, I'm just like, oh <laughs> <my God." laughs> there, there's so many other ones, man. So the big running skit right now is Yoda, Yoda lost in the woods. Him and I got into a fight because he draw, he draws uh, pictures, and one of the fit photos he drew was Jabba the Hutt, but it's supposed to be me. And he's got like a speech bubble saying rent, rent, blah, blah, rent, because I'm always asking for rent. And he runs away from home and he gets lost in the woods. So it's like an ongoing skit that I go back and forth to, but it's just random things like him eating sticks, him like trying to find water. He finds a bear instead. And yeah, it's it's fun. It's a lot so of fun. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my God. But I think that I think that is a lovely t- place to turn this off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so 
real quick, we have yeah. a little um little lightning round that we do. Three questions. They're okay. all simple. There's not not really any stumpers here. But do you have any questions for us before we ask you the lightning round questions? Uh, no, but. I just want to say thanks for having me on here, guys. I mean, this is awesome. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this, especially live. So, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's awesome. Fun. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, it was our pleasure. But, yeah, so this is going to be our lightning round. We asked three questions. So, first, okay. I think I already know the answer to this one, but favorite Star Wars movie? <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back. Oh, oh, oh I saw that nice. comment. I like that one. Favorite Star Wars TV show? The Mandalorian. Okay, hey, that's a good choice. I'm repping go it today. I'm repping it today with this uh, shirt from Glad Racket on TikTok. It's awesome. And then your favorite Star Wars character, Luke Skywalker. Hey. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Respect, respect. Mm -hmm. Always. But, uh, but yeah, so everybody right here, if you are watching on Spotify or YouTube, we are about to show the YouTube channel for. The Star, Star Wars, Wars Academy. Academy. And there it is right there. Make sure if you are not subscribed that you do just that and you subscribe to his YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. He has awesome content. And also make sure that you subscribe to the Puppet Yoda show. Yeah. Because if you don't do that either, then what is wrong with you? This, this, look at, <laughs> you went from 7.07 thousand subscribers to 7.08 thousand from the time this video started to now. Amazing. You got to subscribe. You got to get in there. <laughs> And uh, I know what I'll be binging. I know, I know what hours. I'm watching tonight. Enjoy it, guys. <laughs> I hope you have a blast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so if you guys are interested in checking out any of his content, all of the links to all of his social media will be in the description for this podcast. And Jacob, take us out. Thank you all so much for watching this episode of Have a Chat. Where are the things? Where are the things? The things are missing. The things are missing. Where are they? I, I see, see them. them. I see the I things. See I see the things. Oh my god. What is falling? Things are that falling. That was Aura Singh just fell. Aura Singh. Oh no. Okay, no, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so at 500 subscribers, we'll be giving away your choice of either the 212th Battalion Trooper or the Bad Batch Rex Series Black Series figure. So at 500 subs, we are giving away these figures. And for our patrons, at the beginning of next month, we will be giving away this Ahsoka figure to those that are in our Gungan Boss tier. So... Make sure that you're subscribed and in the Patreon for your chance to win one of these figures. Um, but thank you all so much for watching this episode of the podcast. Make sure that you're leaving a comment and liking the video because we like your interaction and we appreciate the likes. Also, be sure to join the Discord. The link is in the description below. Tons of fun in the di uh, Discord all the time. Buy, sell, trade. Lovely talks about Star Wars. Lovely talks about games. Obi-Wan. Music. Tons of fun stuff. <laughs> so make sure that you are in the Discord. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok. We have fun on TikTok. But um, thank you all for joining us. We really appreciate each and every one of you. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody! Bye! Bye! <laughs>